Podcast room of the Geek Gala HQ. There are assembled Charlotte, North Carolina's four okayest geeks, created by the cosmic legends of their own mind: Starns Lord, the Giddy Geeker, Carol the Cat, Tipples Tannenbaum. Their mission: to support local, to discuss all things geek, and to serve all fankind. They are the Guardians of the Geekery, the official podcast of the Charlotte Geeks. Just take your time, John. Explore the studio space. Really just take your time texting are you on? On, on the podcast. Don't worry about a thing. I'm not. Oh, Don't you worry fantastic. about a thing. Are you yeah, on? Look, this is the this What's is that? the on on point podcast I'm doing this week. I've got Authors and Dragons tomorrow night. Whoa. Uh, yeah. He started recording. I yeah, he started recording like 45 seconds ago. No, yeah, like a little minute ago. Yeah. So, because like, Carol always says funny things right before we turn the mic on. That's when you get the gold. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll pull my finger out of my nose. And move. Some real gold. <laughs> hey, John Hartness, welcome hey. to the podcast. It's been a minute. You're, it has. You're, you're the fourth Beatle. Wait, wait. Uh, I wait. thought no, no. I thought Jay was the fourth Beatle, or was no. it Davy for a while? It was Davy no, for a while. No, it was. Um, yeah. It was. Um, uh, and then it was. Yeah, it well, was Jim, Jim. that Jim. It would Jim. be the fifth Beatle because the fourth Beatle is Ringo, of course. I don't yeah. want to be Ringo. <laughs> but you know, we're down a we're down we're a guard. Down guard. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's gonna be Ringo. <laughs> All right, fine, I'll be Ringo. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to keep your bastards on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be you. <laughs> I've no, been to conventions no. with you. <laughs> You're not late. You're just not early. <clears throat> Never. Okay. Yeah. Never. I have people for early. Right. I send minions for yeah. early. <laughs> it was so if you didn't watch the unboxing video of John and I. What the hell's wrong with you? Exactly. Yeah, go back and watch it. But one of the things we talk about is the fact that I get to the Muggles Market at 6.30. We allow other people uh, to show up at like 7. And, but my, my only rule is if you're a vendor, I want your shit set up by 930. By the way, this is an explicit pos- podcast for those listening with small children. I would like your so stuff cute. set up by 930. That way it allows me to go through and make sure that we have no um, hindrances to walkways for people with scooters and wheelchairs because people do come. Um, with disabilities and as somebody who has used a scooter and uses a scooter from time to time. And these are not the hipster scooters that litter downtown. Mobility scooters. <laughs> no, <laughs> these are like, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. to make sure that there's there's enough room. We uh, we give you a six by six space. You get a room, but we give well, them... Well, I'm larger than most of your vendors. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and like, you're also a sponsor. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. There's that. Well, treat him nice. Damn, he's sponsoring some. He sponsored the music tent. That's right. I know. Oh, yeah. You are just ragging on him. No, I'm not ragging on him. But I'm just saying <laughs> that, like, you make She's sure. She's got the money. It's okay. <laughs> I can't take it back at this point. <laughs> I cashed the check and paid the the people already. Um, yeah, but no, you actually, um, you always make sure that you're set up in time, and that's the yeah. big thing to me. So. Um, what always kills me is the people that 
show up at 945. And it's Can like, we get some help? They're like, what? well, it doesn't start till 10. I'm like, okay, but the 37 well, emails I sent you before, well, actually, it's like three, that says that you need to have your stuff set up by 930. That wasn't a joke. What I don't get with people who are doing that is you're leaving money on the table. Because yeah. that 9.30 to 10, that's yeah. when the vendors have a chance to walk around. Right. Because yeah. buy once from you, you set your stuff up, then, well, okay, it's kind of what I got. So, yeah. 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 I mean, like, literally, when we do the after Muggle Market feedback, it's always people that were so busy selling stuff yeah. that they never found out that there was food trucks outside <laughs> because they were afraid to leave money on the table. I had no idea there was food trucks the first year I did the Muggles Market. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it was like it was just so crazy, and yeah. people were like, "Oh, you should do food vendors." And it's like the like the four food trucks that were out front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you just shovel food into my mouth so I can not well, miss a sale? Or and this is part of the reason why we're so grateful to companies like Coca Cola that donate sodas and Dasani's and stuff like yeah. that to us because we actually have our volunteers go around and check on artisans <laughs> and be like, "Are you hydrated? Um, do you need me to watch your table while you?" use the facilities and I can hold any, you know, potential customers there or let them know. I didn't want to think about what you were holding. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it's, but, you know, we can do that. We can also like run out to the food trucks and buy you food. Um, You know, not if you're an attendee, but if you're an artisan, we try to help because we know, we know you're trying to make your living. So you're good people. Yeah. We have good volunteers. They're very sweet. I love my volunteers. They're amazing. Well, most of them. And you know, uh, and you running, know who you are, the non amazing ones. Yeah, well, we knew who you were because we fired your ass two years ago. So <laughs> bye. <laughs> what? <laughs> or maybe that was just uh, me. Yeah. That was just you. <laughs> That's why we uh, just contact Melissa and Teresa now. <laughs> that's uh, the false staff twins. That's, that's who we talk to. Kind of how that works. Yeah. 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 They're in charge of telling me when to show up with the truck. Well, you know, and that's always good. It's important uh, that to have was, people. I didn't do this for my current marriage, but for my first wedding, (laughs) I literally told my best, uh, my maid of honor, all I want to know is just tell me what, what I need to do next. Don't tell me what time it is. Don't tell me how much time I have to go because my brain doesn't shut off and I'll constantly calculate. Yeah. She definitely did not do that for her second marriage. No, no, (laughs) no. But I wasn't as stressed because it was like us having a good time. So there wasn't, the stress yeah. and pressure that it was the first time around. Plus, I'd already done it once, so I kind of knew. Yeah. Like, the only stress was the the wind. <laughs> the wind. Kept, oh my god! Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> it kept blowing it was things blowing over. Pottery off stands <laughs> and shit. smashing. It was it, yeah. yeah. It was a like gale force wind. Yeah, and the air conditioning wasn't working. But I didn't know any of that stuff because. Candice, my wonderful oh, friend yeah. who did the wedding planning, she only let me know after the fact so that I could get a refund. But she was just like, hey, you know, so yeah, I just, the only stress I had was when they started playing the wrong song for me to walk down. I was like, that is not the song I'm walking down the aisle to. Yeah. So there's this moment on the video where I'm making a face. It was kind of a bridezilla uh, yeah, face. I, I didn't think the Georgia Satellite uh, was your song, <laughs> or your jam for the wedding, but you know, we were just talking about buying the cow and getting the milk. You know, I had like the most low stress wedding ever because we didn't think we were getting married that day. Oh, we went downtown to buy a license and 
we thought there was like a seven day cooling off period, like buying a handgun or something. Yeah. No, no, no. We went in. We went in the office and we bought the license and we and I made a remark about the fact that the license was twenty five dollars and the mandatory contribution to domestic violence prevention pro- and education programs was thirty dollars and uh, that that said a lot about uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, but then. I asked the woman behind the counter. She said, y'all going to get married today, honey? And I said, well, no, we called, and they only do weddings on two, on Mondays, and it's Tuesday. She said, no, sweetheart, that's just when they do them in the, court ha- in the courtroom. You can go over there right now, and the magistrate will marry you. So I looked that's at Susie, and she looked at me, and we're like, Yana? She's like, well, we're here. Oh, my gosh. I looked at her, and I was like, I didn't really think a sweater with holes in it and a Winthrop, you know, and a Winthrop <laughs> College sweatshirt was what we were going to wear to our wedding. But screw it, let's go get married. Aww. That's what that's what we did. My ex and I, we went. To, we went. Well, actually, it was the last day of vacation, and he's Carol, like, you were married." Yeah, I was married. Um, he's like, "We better get married because we were going to get married during our vacation." He's like, "This is the last day. We better go get married." So we interrupted the magistrate's lunch. Oh. And he just well, this was on my lunch break. <laughs> so, yeah. Whoa. And. When we got in there, we were like, wait a minute, we got to have witnesses. We didn't bring anybody with us. We right. just thought we were buying a license. Yeah. So we go in and we ask the girl behind the information desk, where do you go to get married? And then we said, hey, if there's nobody in there, will you come in and be our witness? She said, oh, that's so sweet. Yes. Aww. And I was like, there's bulletproof glass involved in this. There's not <laughs> sweet. Yeah. So we walk in and... I've never seen these people before or since, and I really kind of want to know what happened to them. But there's this man and a woman, and she is the reason that we paid more for domestic violence prevention (laughs) than we did for the wet marriage license because he had driven her to the courthouse to swear out a complaint against her boyfriend for beating her in the head with a telephone. Oh, my God. Now, this is 1995 when this happens. So telephones were not iPhones. No. This was a – she was rough. There were crutches. She had – one eye was blacked. I mean, she was whooped. And we're like, will y'all be the witnesses to our wedding? (laughs) Because your life is just so good right now. So, yeah, they – sat there and watched us get married through a bulletproof glass and a speaker and then the magistrate slid the piece of paper under (laughs) and everybody signed it and we slid the little piece of paper back it was it was kind of like off-track betting (laughs) (laughs) oh my god well that's one bet you won on yeah i didn't win mine (laughs) (laughs) you know what it was it was was yeah it was good yeah it may not have been first or second but it definitely was you know you won by show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Randall, I, I hope you're not listening to <laughs> Randall, I like you. I mean, you know, there's good people that shouldn't be married, and that's, that's all true. there is to it. Absolutely. And you're good friends still, so mm-hmm. it's all good. Well, you're friends. I mean, there's like there seven good. billion yeah. people I shouldn't be married to. <laughs> yeah. I had the I had the fortune of being able to chat with my ex husband in a civil manner for the first time in fifteen years. Hey, rock on. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I mean, was there a Ouija board involved? <laughs> no, it was, it was through LinkedIn because we aren't friends on Facebook. That's for dang sure. But, you know, we just kind of were like, hey, so what's been going on in your life for the past 15 years? <laughs> 15 years. <laughs> Who's well, died on your side? Well, that's you. not true. I, that's not true. I, I will take that back. So our divorce was final in 2005. So 14 years. But he did like message me once to try to get me to pay a bill that was in his name. But other than that. And this has been marriage talk. <laughs> yeah. So well, authors and dragons. You know, so. I can segue. Okay, segue. <laughs> segue. So I can scooter. a lot of people make bad marriage decisions in Las Vegas. <laughs> and while I did I'm just sure. get back from Las Vegas, I did not make any horrible marriage decisions. Although I once offered to officiate a wedding on the casino floor at the Imperial Palace. Oh. If the couple who was, ooh, baby, Vegas drunk, was was still there when I came back from the bathroom. I said, fine, I'll do your wedding. Wow. I used That's to, funny. I'm, I not used to, uh, also, I'm not, for the record, licensed to perform <laughs> weddings in Nevada. <laughs> ah, you have, there's a whole thing because it's such an industry. you got to file and Pay get approved a month and... late, early. Oh, wow. So I could not have legally married them. I used to do weddings and divorces in The Sims. <laughs> I used to do weddings <laughs> at the Renaissance Festival. Did I'm doing one next yeah. month. I didn't officiate, but I planned them oh. as part of my job. And we had one couple that was so drunk, the officiate that married them said, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do the ceremony, but I'm not going to have them sign anything oh. until they're sober. Nice. That's fair. That's, yeah, that's valid. That's yeah. nice, and then we lost yeah. the groom, and he was wearing somebody's borrowed suit of armor. Oh, my gosh. And, and the bride was sitting at the front of <laughs> Pride was sitting in the front gate, just sitting on the ground crying. I lost my husband. Uh, I lost my fiance. We we found him in the porta potty. This was after the marriage. Oh yeah, no, she had really lost her. Oh wow. Uh Yeah, we found him in the porta potty eventually. I'm hoping that mine doesn't go like that (laughs) because I'm officiating a wedding at the Renaissance (laughs) Festival in November. Well, lots of booze there. Yeah, Yeah. there is, but they showed up drunk and they had apparently had booze in their car because they kept going back and forth to the car. Oh my gosh! You know, wedding ceremonies don't have to last that long. I mean, no, yeah. but uh, they paid for the whole package, the whole joust. And oh, my no. God. We had to, like, put her on the lower because <laughs> the joust has two levels, and she was hanging off the balcony on the upper level, so we moved them down to the lower wow. level so we didn't kill any of the bride party. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like my Vegas stories are even <laughs> tame by comparison, but yeah. last weekend in Las Vegas was the first ever Authors and Dragons Con. Whoa! Now, Authors and Dragons is a live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast that I've been a part of for four years now. It's me, Rick Gualtieri, Drew Hayes, Joseph Brassi, Steve Weatherill, and Robert Bevan, all science fiction and fantasy authors playing Dungeons and Dragons really, really badly. <laughs> Have you died a lot? No. Are, are you the George? No. Well, I, okay, I might be the George. <laughs> I'm the bard. I play Fandingo oh. the Fantastical. Fandingo. Oh, my. Is that a movie ticket? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Fandango. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I might have been looking at my phone when I picked the character name. Oh, no. I was actually watching wrestling because there's a character in the WWE called Fandango. And I was like, fine, I'll just do that. And I was like, wait, that's copyrighted. <laughs> Can't do that on a podcast. Fandingo. So you're from Australia. 
Because you're a Fandango ate my baby. <laughs> no. Fandango does not eat babies. Oh. Uh-uh. Fandango's a bard. He can't kill anything. He's too busy saying him. Right. So we're four years into this podcast, and a couple of years ago, all of the guys converged on Con Carolinas, and we recorded a live episode in front of a drunken audience of revelers at Con Carolinas. Well, and we did that for two years straight. Well, this this year, we couldn't all get to the same convention because we live all over the country. Joe's in the Pacific Northwest. Drew's in somewhere in Texas. Rick's in Jersey. Bevan's in Georgia. I'm here. And Steve's in the UK. So getting us all in one place, it takes a lot. Well, when we couldn't all get to Con Carolinas and the scheduling didn't work and Dragon Con didn't accept all of the all of us as guests, so we couldn't do it there, we're like, all right, screw all these guys. We'll throw our own convention. <laughs> well, then we started thinking, what if it sucks? <laughs> and Drew had the bright idea, well, if it sucks, we'll have it in Vegas. So worst case, we're still in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> well... We got over 100 people to fly to Las Vegas from four countries and three continents. Wow. Wow. To hang out with us and watch us record live our 100th episode. Oh. Yeah, it was incredible, you know, to sit out and, and you know, I've done a lot of conventions. I've been on panels yeah, in no. front of more than 110 people, but this was 110 people that were just there to see me and my buddies. Right. It wasn't 50 people lined up in the hallway because Jim Butcher's on the panel and I'm the fat schlub on the end of the row. They're like, no, we're here to see you guys. We flew here to see you idiots. Wow. Wow. So that was super cool. And we had Andrea Judy and her Roll for Trouble D&D crew. They do a live play Twitch stream. Okay. So they stream Dungeons and Dragons on Twitch and play. They ran a game. Oh. Teresa, one of the Falstaff twins, ran a game of Cards Against Humanity with a bunch of different authors that nice. were also there selling books and hanging out. It was two days at Bally's, and we're going to do it again. Heck it, yeah. I'll come and do Cards Against Telestrations. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's a, it's a hybrid it's a, that it's a I mashup. made up and that I used to do at all the cons. It's, you take cards against humanities and you use those cards as your telestration prompts. And I don't then know what telestration is. It's like um, Pictionary, except for you draw it in telephone style. So I might have the word, oh, I don't know, shingles. And then, I dr- and then you draw what you think shingles looks like. And then Carol has to write down what she thinks you drew because she can only go back to one page at a time. Oh, good God. And, yeah. then, and then the person and then, next to me draws what I wrote. And then oh, good goes, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hilarity ensues. That seems terrible because, I mean, I just draw dicks. Well, that's pretty much like Danny Seavers. Danny uh, Seavers. Every single stick figure was anatomically correct. (laughs) Didn't matter what the word was, there'd be anatomically correct stick figures somewhere. I have a video somewhere of Of, Carol. Oh God, just laughing so hard (laughs) when we did Cottage Con because 
what was drawn and what what was given to her. What was given to me was like two guys walk down a hill with a box of dicks. And it was like, <laughs> and I just drew a line, like, uh, a box, I'm and broken. I don't even know. She just like she laughed so hard, I'm and so I just have broken. this video of her face like so red, <laughs> and then Mia trying to explain why that was her answer for what she thought she was seeing because we saw the picture before it that had nothing to do with what she was saying. <laughs> but yeah, it's just about how things go really off the rails, especially when you're drunk. That sounds like my life. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. But not safe for work at all. No. Still, no. Still Probably not safe for this like podcast, but you know. I'm barely safe for this podcast. No. You, me, both. So. So, yeah, that was really cool. You know, Good. we've we've all gone to a ridiculous number of conventions, and we've all participated in running conventions, but this was the first time that I've both. You were the draw. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i a mid-list fantasy author. I generally assume that I'm the guy on the end of the table that nobody's heard of. Right. Uh, it was really weird for us to all be the draw. Yeah, it's always um, awesome when I see somebody buy a ticket to the Geek Gala and I don't know who they are. Yeah. Or but like, I'm also not the draw. It's the people on the <laughs> stage. But still, it's like, okay, I did not personally accost them at a convention and say, buy a ticket to come to my event. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe you did. Well, not this year. <laughs> or like when somebody shows up at a book signing and they already have a book and it's like, wait, I didn't tell you to buy my shit. <laughs> well, and still. And they're like, well, not in person, but I heard this podcast. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, fine. Yeah, yeah. It's just, or, you know, uh, Queen City Anime Con where I'm just sitting there talking to somebody about why they should come to the Muggles Market and somebody's like, hey, you're on a podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I was your driver and you told me to listen and I have been and I recognized your voice. I was like, I haven't seen you for six months. And also, did I tip you? <laughs> did I hit that on the, the app? I don't remember. <laughs> that was after we went, where, 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 oh, we went to Stan's birthday party. Oh. And we drank a lot. And, really? Yeah. Shocker. And then um, I had this incredible craving for maple bacon donuts from Joe's Doe's, which no longer mm. sadly exists. Um, but I required the, the Lyft driver to detour over to the donut shop. And I paid him extra and then yeah. take us home. Our Lyft driver in Vegas offered to detour to the weed dispensary between the airport and the hotel because wow. it's, legal it's legal in Vegas now. And Jeez. then I decided, no, we just we'll just door dash it. It's fine. <laughs> what was really fun was that I got to see you as you were in yes. line for the airport. Yeah, which that fortunately you and I are like really friends because when I run into people that I kind of know. In an airport, that always throws me. Yeah. Like, half the time, I won't recognize them. There's no yeah. context, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, you're not part of this life for right. me. Right. Yeah. And, and to be clear, I was. it was, like, oh, way oh, early God. in the morning, and oh, I was in a wheelchair because I can't walk that far. So, so I wasn't in my scooter, and I wasn't in my cane, and I wasn't walking. So, out of context, totally. So. And it was... Legit seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, because our if flight even, left at yeah. eight thirty eight. 
Yeah. That was because there are two direct flights on Frontier from Charlotte to Las Vegas each day. Um, One leaves at 8.38 in the morning. The other leaves at uh, 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Ooh. Yeah. Or you could take one that, like, you know. Stops. 27 stops, stops. Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. everything stops in Atlanta. That's why I was flying to New Hampshire. I was unfortunately okay. not able to go to your Authors and Dragons con this year, but um, I was flying unfortunately to a funeral. And uh, so I had, uh, but it was, it was a nice thing to see you guys because yeah. I was stressed. And uh, so we gave each other quick hugs as yes. you were in check-in and I was being shuttled over. And Melissa was also, uh, Stressed. Yes. That was her first time ever on an airplane. Ever. Whoa. Yeah. So it's a good thing that it was just a one. That's one of the reasons we, I'm Did like, that. look, I hate changing planes because it's awful, but I'm not going to do that to somebody on their very first flight. That's uh, yeah. that's even worse. Now, the flip side of that is that means your first flight's five hours long. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah. Eh. But, you know, she survived. She did. And once we got up in the air and her uh, panic subsided, she's decided that flying is neat and she wants to do it again immediately. Immediately. And I said, I don't pay you enough for you to do that immediately. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> then she remembered that I'm right. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I was... Um, Mine was a direct flight, but then I flew directly into Boston, which that I love. I mean, I grew up in in Boston, so I'm familiar with Logan Airport, but it it's under construction. And well, it's so, always under construction. And um, also, the rental car is at a different. So you have to take the shuttle, and then I bought a like a Orbitz Priceline version of a uh, rental car. So of course it was like the farthest corner of the lot was where Phil- I had to walk. Philly is like that too. The you the sh- rental cars are off site. So the last time I flew out of Philly, you know there's a casino involved in that story too. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I went on a work trip and I added a couple of days to go to Atlantic City and gamble because why not? I had vacation time and a few hundred bucks. So I was in the Borgata in Atlantic City, and I'm playing poker, and I'm doing pretty well, and I'm cruising right along. And then some guy comes in, and he says, man, it's snowing out there. And I look up and say, what? He said, yeah, man, it's been snowing for like two hours. Uh-oh. I said, I've been in here for five. Well, I have a flight to catch in three hours. Uh-oh. Because I was in Atlantic City, but my flight was out of Philly. I oh. So I drove back through a snowstorm, parked, got the last running shuttle from the rental car to the terminal, and got the only flight from Philadelphia to Charlotte that had not been canceled that night. Wow. Because <laughs> the plane had just come from Charlotte to Philadelphia. So it wasn't so all plane, icy. It was yeah. not all icy. The plane was like, oh, wow. wow. I got the warm plane. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Two days later, my bag made it. But Oh, oh wow. Yeah. yeah, I um, the funniest canceled flight, not funniest, but funny to me was um, flying to. So my first honeymoon, <laughs> I got bronchial pneumonia. Oh, good God. Because we did all the stuff ourselves. So I just ran myself ragged. <laughs> Shocker. Joey doing that. Um, huh, that's never happened before. Uh, uh, um, and so 
Yeah. So a couple years later, I was working for a company and I had a good relationship with the travel agency. And so I booked my personal second honeymoon with them. And that was in 1999, which was Hurricane Irene. So we arrived. So it was we flew from Boston to Miami and then Miami to Key West because you have to get on like a little puddle jumper. So we flew to Key West and um, we got there on a Friday. And Tuesday night we came back to our hotel room to find a sign from the hotel staff letting us know that we were welcome to stay at the hotel as long as we would like. However, there was a hurricane coming the next day, (laughs) and we may want to abandon ship, and if we did that, they would honor any cancellations without any extra fees. You guys can stay, but we're (laughs) leaving. Here's the keys. So, you know, I immediately... The ice machine is full. (laughs) But this is like 1999, so cell phones didn't necessarily... Well, first of all, they were not smartphones. They were barely phones. And secondly, um, we could not get the airline to call my cell phone. They continued, because of course your cell phone didn't hold a voicemail message. You had to call in and check your messages. So I had to constantly check my home phone for messages about the flight updates. But um, so what we decided to do was to, to drive the rental car from Key West to Miami since we had the connector there, and that would get us out of the eye of the storm. Um, two problems with that. Immediately, for, well, three problems with that. First, the rental car agency didn't want us to take their good car, <laughs> so they made us take a car that had basically no brakes. <laughs> And as we were driving over the bridges, we could see the water coming up on either side of the the sandbags that they had put around there. Um, So when we got to Miami, we checked into the hotel and everything like that. Um, We found out that the hurricane had curved and was now headed straight for Miami. It wasn't heading to Alabama? (laughs) No longer to Alabama. Yeah, so so we checked into the hotel, and they basically, right after we checked in, they lost power, and they started having water leaks everywhere. And they told us that we could stay at the hotel as long as we would like. However, if we checked out, we could not check back in. So therefore, we couldn't like leave until we knew that we were going to get your flight. And um, so we finally got confirmation. So it was like three days later, we finally got confirmation. And it was like war zone. I mean, remember, this is like right before Y2K. Mm-hmm. This was like in the <laughs> October of 99. Oh, so, so we literally saw post-apocalyptic Miami. Like we were driving around billboards also, had been Also ripped. known as Miami. Miami. <laughs> yeah. So we, we saw like billboards with the huge... Uh, tacking strips pulled off of them. They were like, you know, one foot spikes like on the ground. And we saw people standing in line for the ATMs pulling out all the cash we could. We literally, um, my husband and I each pulled out the max out of our ATM. Um, and then I was like, go get in the car and get it running. Cause I had one more card that I could pull money out of because we just didn't know, like yeah. nobody was accepting cash. And back then you can only pull out like 300 to 500 right. at a time. Yeah. So we were just pulling out money and I was scared because about 20 people had gone in front of me. I'm like, if I'm the chick that pulls out the money that breaks <laughs> the ATM, they're going to jump on me. So like I gave him the money that we had told him to get in the car that I ran out with the last of the money, but there was, it still said in service. It didn't say out of service, but anyway, of course, we get to the airport, turn in our rental car, and then find out that the flight's been canceled, even though we were told it was not. So we grabbed the last hotel room at the airport because there was a hotel literally connected to the airport. 
which was the size of like a cruise ship, like where you like have one inch around the bed. If we had thought and gotten a queen size, two queens, we could have made a ton of money. People were literally offering like $700 a night for the rooms because nobody, you know, people were stuck. Anyway. Well, then you go back and you rent a minivan and you, yeah, and just for $200 a night and you make profit. You make a profit. Yeah. So it would have been fine. Um, when we finally went to the flight that was not canceled, because the hotel, because the airport was also experiencing problems with electricity, and because we had skipped the Key West part and wrote, driven straight to, we had to go through customs because they couldn't confirm or deny that we hadn't brought up drugs from the Keys. Um, yeah, because I look like that person. But anyway, I look more like it now than I did then. Let's just say that. I've seen your pill case. <laughs> Former one. Yeah, I've changed. Um, <laughs> but now all the drugs we take are legit. So and we still take more drugs like, <laughs> than we ever did in our twenties. Two or three bags would go through the bag check, and then it would break down, and then like they'd oh get it back God. up and running, and two or three more. And so there was this pile of bags. They had it cordoned off so that the, the people in customs were in a safe area, like a manual cordoned off, like they had to bring walls in kind of thing. Jesus. And people were like yelling and screaming that they had to get on their flight. I mean, I get it. We were there three more days than we... Th I mean... We went home when we thought we were supposed to, but we spent three days like in a quarantined in a hotel. We were not vacationing as we thought we would be. So I totally get why people were frustrated. I really do. Um, but I also knew what it was like to be that person having to endure all this abuse for weather. I mean, yeah. like they can't control the weather. They can't control that the weather was so humid it was causing the machine to have too much moisture and making it break. I can't just shoot my AK-47 into the hurricane and <laughs> make, yeah, it, go make it go away. No matter what Ian Zeering does, that's not how it works. <laughs> that only works for Sharknado. Yeah. So, um, I was just nodding my head and listening politely and smiling at the customs guy as he was trying to explain to people what the delay was. And I was just like trying to be sympathetic and trying to be understanding. Meanwhile, there were these little tiny Dominican nuns that oh, were God. grabbing their bags and trying to hoist them in front of everybody in line. God I mean, says I go first. <laughs> there was photographers like pulling all of their film out and literally tossing their bags on the <coughs> conveyor belt, even though the conveyor belt wasn't working. And I promise you, I was just smiling and nodding and trying to be kind because I figured... We will get home when we get home. And, um, you know, at least we weren't dead. Yeah. You know? And the guy came up to me and said, which one are your bags? And I had bright pink duffel bags <laughs> that year. And I'm so thankful for that. And I was like, it's the pink ones. <laughs> and he pulled my bags <laughs> out of all of the other bags. And we got through next. And then he looked at my ticket and he said, you'll never make the gate. And he called over a guy with one of those golf carts. And he's like, you help this lady and man to their oh. gate. And so 
we oh and on top of all this the limo service that i had prepaid to pick us up and drop us off had gone out of business while we were in miami (laughs) um so i had to like use the pay phone to call my folks to let them know that we were actually legitimately getting on the flight when we got on the flight it was one of those planes that has like two or three tickets two or three seats and then an aisle and then five seats in the middle and then an aisle and then another two or three seats okay big plane there was 10 of us on the plane. That was all that could get through customs Jesus. in time to get on the plane. And we got home. Holy shit. My life lesson is just smile and nod and try to be <laughs> understanding. That's not the first time I've heard of that happening. I was behind a guy at, it wasn't even anywhere near that dramatic. So the story will be really short because it's not that interesting. But I was behind a guy who was just screaming at the woman at the ticket counter, and you're gonna you're gonna put me at the first of the stand while this. And she's just like, "There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do." And I walk up and say, "Hey, you doing all right?" She's like, "Oh my god!" I said, "Well, look, I know it's all screwed up. Everything's late. I get it." She's like, "No, it's okay. We'll get you on the plane." Oh. I'm just not going to put that guy on the place. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have a moment where I'll go into bitch mode, but there's certain rules. Like, it's never before I get my food. <laughs> and it's never, you know, before I check into my room or I check out for the last time. You know, there's just, there's a time well, to be upset and there's a way to be upset. Yeah. I, I found that firm and clear, you know, the dad is disappointed in you demeanor <laughs> is much more useful than the self-important screaming oh. and tends to get a lot more accomplished when you just say, okay, look, here's the deal. This is what I expected to happen when I came into your restaurant. This is what happened. Now I see that there's a check in front of me for a lot of money. <laughs> there's a disconnect in these things. So what are you going to do to make me willing to give you any money for this? Or am I going to give you the full amount and ruin your life on social media? (laughs) And generally that ends up with, I'm really sorry. I'll just make the check go away. (laughs) That's always a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I wrote a bad review today. I was looking at my reviews on that particular social media platform and all of my other reviews were four and five stars. It was the first one. And it was because, and I, and I made it clear that the review had nothing to do with the quality of the food or the restaurant. It was to do with the particular system that they had in place when it comes to trying to reserve a room mm. for a party or something like that. You know, it's like nobody would talk to me on the phone. I had to email. It was a deadline of, you know, hey, I was thinking about doing an event this weekend at your location, so seven days from now. Do you have availability? And I even put in the email, if dinner won't work, is lunch available? Just let me know. Mm -hmm. We like your restaurant. We like the food. Let me know. No reply for three days. And so then I called and said, hey, can I speak to a manager? They're like, why? I'm like... Because I sent an email and I, you know, I called and I was told to send an email and I've done both and I haven't heard back and I really need to, to know. And she's like, hold on. 
she puts me on the hold for a long time and then she comes back and she's like, all the managers are in a meeting. Not like, I'm really sorry the managers are in a meeting. Can I take, take a message and call you back? Nothing. Not that that would have, like, I wouldn't have believed that they would have called me back, but I at least would have been like, she's trying. Right. You know, it wouldn't have been her. She wouldn't have been added to the list of people who are evil and deserve your wrath. <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't mean about it. I was just like, you know, your system's broken. You need yeah. to fix it. Because I saw that he was actively responding on social media. So I figured maybe. And mm. it wasn't going to change me. I've already booked it somewhere else. Right. You know, I did that at Dragon Con this year. Because we all, writers typically at Dragon Con like to hang out in the lobby bar of the Westin. Yes. Uh. Because it's the bar that, st- that doesn't remove all of the furniture from the public spaces. Because it's the this public space. That it's the hotel that's not connected to two other hotels by the habit trails, and it typically still has places to sit, and it's usually quiet enough to talk to people. Well, this year they added a DJ, (laughs) and the DJ started playing Thursday night, and he never stopped. And we talked to the bar staff, and they're like, yeah, we can't. The manager has already gone home. I was like, okay. So I hopped on and I started tagging Weston Peachtree. And I said, this is terrible. This is not why we come to this hotel. Plenty of places at yeah. Dragon Con where you can hear DJs. And we need this noise. And it wasn't even turn the music off. It was turn it way down. Make it be background noise. Like we have background noise in the bar. Right. And about an hour later, everything got a lot quieter, and we could actually enjoy the con. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've loved the Weston Bar. I didn't get into the Weston this year. We're in the Marriott. I've been in the Hyatt for the past couple of years, and it's been pretty good. Because most of the panels I've been on were have been at the Hyatt for the past couple of years. And, oh, my God, did you see my schedule for Dragon this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I was helping... Melissa navigate how to take the scooter where she needed to go. Although she backed out, but that's okay. Her foot got better or whatever. Yeah. It was her decision. Yeah. I just wanted her to have it if she needed it. Yeah. Because I didn't want her to not have it and need it. Because you can't get one once you're in the middle of the weekend. So. Yeah. So I had like 17 panels and two signings and a meetup. Yeah. (laughs) I think they like you, Joan. (sighs) Tizzy doesn't say no. Yeah, I'm just the girl who can't say no. <laughs> Me and uh, Ado Annie from Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Carol and I and Matt. <laughs> We're all non-knowers. We are, kind of. Kind of yeah. not knowers. Yeah. Although I did say no to somebody this week about Muckles Market after we'd sold out. There the, you go. They so you sold out, so you had an excuse to say no. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Anyway, so, but you're going to be at Segway. You're going to be at Muggles Market. Absolutely. This is, I think, uh, our fourth, fourth year fifth, in a row. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great. Fifth, fifth Muggles Market, fourth year. Fourth for us, yeah. We were there for the second one. and No, you were there the first one, but we had two this year. That's so right. That's what makes this it the year? fifth. Oh, this year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, Muggles Market, year. too. Right. Yeah. Muggles Market, too, which was oh, actually gosh. the fourth Muggles Market. But it was, yeah. 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 T-O-O. T-O-O. Also, Muggles Market 2. It's the kid's sister of Muggles Market. Yeah, we're excited to be there. We're going to have some new releases that have not been available at any other convention prior to 
the Geek Gala and Muggles Market will be in our Falstaff bookstore again Ooh. with my Merry Minions. And it's going to be fantastic. We'll have books from tons of local authors. I mean, my stuff too, but you know, <laughs> other people who are cool. And we'll have uh, Falstaff backpacks to buy. We'll have some stickers. We'll have some giveaways. And jewelry. No jewelry. <laughs> no jewelry. Yeah, we have decided to come out with a line of book-themed jewelry. No, I already have a vendor that's doing that this year. Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> but ours will, I will have say no to DNA that. attached to it. You have to lick every earring. <laughs> Ew. Ew. No, I'll just re-pierce my ear. A lot. Oh, oh no, no, uh. no. We're not. We are not condoning, promoting, or suggesting that that will actually happen. No, I'm not re-piercing my ear in the middle of the Muggles Market. No, that, Wait, I would appreciate. How much that. will you give us if he will? <laughs> well, you know, Starnslord also tickets? has an earring that you could re-pierce. How many raffle tickets will you buy? <laughs> I know. Yeah. All right. Uh, there for, you the, go. for the record, we did get Starns Lord to put on a hula hula at Con Carolinas. <laughs> a hula. I was like, I remember uh, George Takei being Hulu, hula. Hulu. Uh, we did get um, we did get Starns Lord to dress up uh, as the Tiki God yeah, for seventy five dollars. Is that all? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm a cheap date. You yeah. no kidding, babe. Considering those tattoos were mostly permanent, from what I hear, <laughs> they stayed on for like a month. Yeah, let's see your chest, pal. You, you, no, really, no, 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 no. no, no. It's Blinded by the <laughs> no, but yeah, it's, it was they, a good those, cause. So it was a good cause, and you know, we appreciated uh, being included on that panel. It was a lot of fun. But we handed out, oh, yeah, we laid, we handed out, we laid a lot to of everybody. Yeah. A lot of people got laid at Con Carolinas. Absolutely, so. awesome. But you know, you can for your raffle tickets, end up with a buttload of Falstaff books. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. one of our sweet backpacks. So Sweet. And I've heard a rumor that if you pre-order your raffle tickets, the volunteers will love you more. Yes. True. It's true. true Especially facts. if you're ordering a flaming shitload of raffle tickets. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and, and according to Kristen Wazalewski, who is an expert on this, she has won baskets every year, there is a process. You need to layer your tickets. So you go through the raffle ticket line once, look at all the baskets, and you put your tickets in the ones that you like. And then about halfway through the evening, usually like right after trivia is over, you should get back up and put another layer in. And then when um, podcasting's Rich Siegfried announces that it's last call, you need to go back through and put your final layer well, this wouldn't work if somebody would mix up the tickets properly. I shake the shoot out of those. The we're, problem we're, is, is that some of the podcasts. baskets are the some of the little Chinese takeout boxes are very, very, very full. And then, and then Siegfried always reaches his hand. You know, he always swirls it around himself. So we try, <laughs> but you know, the layering just makes sure ensures equal distribution. So if you were going to buy ten tickets, you should really buy thirty. <laughs> I like it. It's just been your sales pitch. <laughs> it's muggle math. <laughs> Go with it. Hey, Mag magical math. 
Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank Thanks for having me. You know, it's always good to hang out with my friends. Thank you so much for all your donations uh, and for so sponsoring yeah. the Music Tent. Absolutely. I forgot what I sponsored, but music is cool, <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in. You sponsored <laughs> the Music great. Tent, and of course, we're going to do the Authors Karaoke Friday night, so we're going to get uh, all the fall staff cool. authors oh. to come over. Um, there is The hotel does have a lovely brew selection, so you we'll can get some to, uh, wonderful brews. We might have to do some uh, karaoke prizes then. Yeah. yeah. I would be for that. I Let think, me know. We'll write it up. I think we can probably make that happen. We'll do some. Uh, yeah. I might have to tag like Melissa to help you with some graphics or something. Yeah. We'll do some karaoke prizes for, I don't know, nothing like for whether or not you can sing. More like how stupid will you be? Yeah. Ooh. We can get props. I have lots of props we could bring. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> that is that is very scary. Um, well, glow necklaces. That'll work. You know, yeah. I've got another one of those shingles CDs. I think that bad karaoke deserves bad humor. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, we can make that happen. Okay. You heard it here live, folks. That's right. You listen to Guardians of the Geekery and you hear the inner workings of us figuring out that we're going to give away more shit. (laughs) Instead of buy my shit, it's like take our shit. Yeah. (laughs) So show up Friday night. Take it. Take it, baby. And then buy it. Yes. 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 And then buy it. So, yeah, come Friday night. Friday night is free. We do ask for a $5 donation just because it helps out with the costs of the hotel rental. Um, but yeah, come on, come on out. You can play board games. Maybe we could get a little mini D and D thing going on. We can you know, get some karaoke. We could do some film riffing. Mm-hmm. You know, we could probably get some Magic the Gathering going on. <gasps> yeah, I- um, get some games is sponsoring the um, the gaming room. We're very thankful to Leon and Phil yeah. for helping us out with that. And I think they're bringing some virtual games as well. Oh, yeah. They've got some awesome mm-hmm. VR stuff going on. Yeah. So you you can come hang out and do that Friday night. And then, of course, Saturday during the day is Muggles Market. And then Saturday night, the Geek Gala itself, including Valentine Wolf, Mikey Mason, and... Tally Johnson. Tally, Tally Johnson, Johnson with Ooh. Ghost Stories. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a pillow fort in the backyard. Do you know that? I did not know that. We're doing a pillow fort in the backyard. But if you sleep naked, go buy pajamas. Please. Yeah, please buy pajamas. Yeah, this is this is PG thirteen. If you sleep, yeah, yeah, sleep naked in the hotel room. But you could bring a sheet and then donate it because we are going to donate toga toga. <laughs> We're going to donate all the sheets and blankets to the rescue shelters for animals after. So wear undies because we're donating these. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. or just have your car nearby <laughs> so you can get in there quick and just don't get stopped by the police on the way home. This has been your message from the friendly <laughs> Geek Gala committee. Oh, Don't blame us if you get pulled over. Hey, Starns Lord, how are you doing? Good. You okay? Yeah, I'm hungry. Okay, we're going to go order We're going to go now. <laughs> yeah, we love you. I think Bye. it's time to go for the Red Robin. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Guardians of the Geekery. Find us on the web at guardiansofthegeekery.com and everywhere fine podcasts are found. Support the Charlotte Geeks at patreon.com slash charlottegeeks. Tune in next time for another exciting adventure on Guardians Guardians of the the Geekery. Geekery.